Action Park Media. Yellow model chick, yellow bottle sipping, yellow Lamborghini, yellow top missing. Yeah, yeah, that shit look like a toupee. I get what you get in 10 years, in two days. Ladies, All right, welcome me. to Victory the I'm Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. Kevin Connolly minus Kevin Dillon. What else is new? <laughs> You're sad about it. No, I'm not. I, I, I wish, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess he's doing another movie, but we we never really get details. So. <laughs> On his movies? Yeah. I mean, uh, we had him last week. We should have probably tried to get another one in there. Yeah. Should have tried to sneak another episode in. But You he, just can't overwork him, though. Like, if you try to do two in a day, he might have a complete meltdown. Right. He, he finds this hard. He needs Cheetos. Do you find this hard? He needs Cheetos. <laughs> That's what he eats when he comes. So everyone understands. He shows up. He's always hungry. And all he wants is Cheetos. Right. He's not He's not a healthy man. Right. Well, we say, like, look, what, you know, there's options. We got swingers. We got places around the corner. And he's like, just, I want to eat a couple of uh, cheese. Where's Dave? Dave, what is uh, uh, what is Dylan? What's Dylan's request that he likes to eat? He likes the uh, puffy Cheetos. <laughs> Are you telling me we can't get a sponsorship out of Kevin Dylan living on nothing but puffy Cheetos? Puffy Cheetos. He eats them up until we're rolling. He did what you used to do with, uh, with the, mush. the mush. He did yeah, what you used to do with the mush. You know what the mush does the mush for the body? Healthy. It does a lot more than the Cheeto <laughs> puff does. You know what we should do, Stock Tip? You should fucking fill one of those Cheetos bags with the, uh, what is it? The ultra spicy, uh, you know, what is it? What they, are those things called? They're the Fire Hut uh, puffy Cheetos. They had a bunch. I almost bought one. One is a joke, and I told him, and he's like, he's like, man, I would have hated that. That would have uh, been good for my indigestion. <laughs> By the my way, great reflux. job telling him. You know, my acid reflux gets kicking up after I have a couple bags. Are of you with this? Because I love that show. I forget what it's called. I love that show where they they do. You interviews. must really love it if you forgot the name of it. I don't know the name of it, but I love the show. They they do interviews with with people. I saw Zoe Kravitz on the other day. Oh, and they, they, they eat, eat the spicy wings? shit. And it, and uh, Scotty, what is that called? That show. Hot ones. Hot ones. Yeah, and, it's awesome. and it gets progressively hotter as yeah. the interview goes on, and you're supposed to just keep the straight face yeah. and just keep doing the interview. Yeah, but I think it would be awesome if we actually replaced Dylan's puffy Cheetos with the spicy ones. Don't tell him and just see what happens. How do you, do you have a, a good uh, tongue for spice, Doug? Can you handle spice? You know what? I'm getting better, actually. Weirdly enough, I've been trying during the pandemic to eat spicier foods because I feel like I'm weak that I can't, but uh, I'm getting better. Foods are good. You spicy know, this uh, night market on Sunset, have you been there? Great no. uh, Thai food that, that Scott Khan turned I'm me on. I'm scared. To to go anywhere at night in LA right now. Well, What's happening in LA? Can we right, talk well, about that? Let's I, get to that. I, I need to really explain this to people because sometimes I post stuff on Instagram and sometimes I, I know <laughs> I sometimes about you post stuff on Instagram. What's going on in the world? And I think that you know, there's a certain group of people that just goes, "Oh, now rich people are getting targeted, so you give a shit." No, it's not what's happening. And first of all, I give a shit about everybody and I want you everybody do. to be safe. You but, do. Sometimes but, you seem cold-hearted, but you care about people ultimately. But the real reality is LA is a city like New York and there are rich people who live right next door to poor people. And when crime happens, it's affecting everybody. Yes, and, it is. And it is really happening now. So It's affecting us here at Action Park. I mean, everybody's pretty spooked. I mean, even Scotty, right? Hockey player, what'd you call him? Beefy, beefy Scotty. Hockey, beefy Scotty, the <laughs> hockey player. Scotty's a little jumpy. Scotty's like pacing around the parking lot with his hockey stick. We 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 use the buddy system. Like, it, listen, if well, you're explain leaving, this to me. Why are people jumpy here? Well, somebody got robbed in the parking lot for starters. What? What? I was not informed of this. Yeah, dude, 11.15 in the morning. Tap, tap, tap. Somebody got held gunpoint. Uh, maybe I didn't want to scare you. Yes. In our parking lot? Yes, in our parking lot. Somebody got robbed. For for nothing. For like a phone. Like a like Gun? A gun, yes. Gun. So... And did the cops come? No. All right. So I want to, wow. a, a couple of things. I want to, like, but make also, it- let's say, so you know, Scotty, 
Dave, Sophie, they were all in the office. They're all here. And this robbery happened outside. And who was it that got robbed? Um, somebody from uh, next door. All right, this is, it, it's getting frightening. And I want to be really clear to everybody here. Number one, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a somewhat of a liberal person. I want all, all good for everybody. But I'm also extremely pro-police. And I know a lot of good police officers, including your brother. Right. Well, including the, de- my... the defund the police thing isn't looking like a great idea right now. But I, I'm not even talking about the defund the police thing. That's the least of the problems. The, well, the, the, you know. Because it's not really, it's not really happening in a lot of places that, but. 300 million of, LAPD. Got the lack of respect. That's what it is. For police officers is the real fucking problem. And, you know, I- I'm going to say this, you know, now it's it's not okay for Chris Rock's stand-up that was hilarious five years ago where you know how you don't get your ass kicked by a cop? Don't run. And that that's Chris Rock who did it and everybody loved it. And now it's like, oh, don't say that. But the truth is, respect the police officers. And honestly, I don't want to be exaggerated, but if you throw a brick, you punch a police officer, I am all for them kicking the living shit out of you. Right. I mean, that that's just my feeling. Yeah. I mean, and... I think we there need needs to-, to be some some kind of order. I mean, L.A. is falling apart at the seams right now. It's actually scary. For the first time in my life, I, I you know, you know, grew up in New York, live in L.A. 29 years. And I'm for the first time not leaving. I'm leaving, not wearing a watch. Not that my watch is so great or anything, but I just don't want any attraction uh, drawn to me. I, I already any attention drawn to me, rather. I mean, I already drive a Tesla, which is like whatever. There's a lot of those around. But, Doug, you drive a pretty fancy car. Does that make you nervous at all? I'm, Jesus. I'm, does I'm that college just set me up like he's like, you know, Doug, why don't you I give mean, him my listen, fucking navigation coordinates? What I'm saying, when I pulled in, I was like, wow, look, at that's a really nice car. I Whose called, car is that? I called Venner this morning. I swear on my life, Scott Venner, our musical genius, you know, and handsome, bald motherfucker. But Venner, I called him up this morning and said, do you want to take over my lease? I don't want it. I'm you not, don't want it. I do not want it. First of all, I'm, I've never been a car guy, but I do love this car, which a lot of people think you bought from me, but... Let's be honest. Yeah. But uh, the truth. (laughs) Why on God's green earth did I do that? (laughs) But the truth is, I do not feel comfortable. I've never been a car guy anyway, so I don't really care. But I I just want to get rid of it. I want want the Tesla 3, which I know is not cheap. I'm not trying to be, like, obnoxious. But it's, you know, it's a third of the price of this car. Right. You're not going to draw a lot of eyeballs. You still get the, I mean, Tesla's awesome. You get the, you get the, all the bells and whistles and the, and the tech. Are you scratching your balls again? No, no, no. Did anybody see this? This Doug scratching? his balls again we got him on video i mean the guy is just watching my dick i mean i'm not watching your dick you just like scratch i mean you're like blatantly looking at me scratching your balls listen i'm nervous i want to talk about a couple of things because people i really need people to understand so you have itchy balls no that the reality of what's going on in la is not this is not fake this is not exaggerated and this is not the news because let me tell you on the news four months ago, my ex-wife and my brother's ex-wife are fleeing a shooting at El Pisteo in Beverly Hills. They were actually on the security footage that they aired yes. on the news. You can see Doug's ex-wife and mother of his children, Melissa, running yeah. through the through the For a shooting. The then, That's you know, uh, no joke, you know, my friend, I don't want to mention his name, but held up with his pregnant wife at gunpoint behind the Four Seasons Hotel. Shooting outside of Kevin Connolly's house. I mean, they that, that got, it's right next to your house. The, uh, yeah, oh yeah, not right, right next to my house. But yeah, within a mile, I guess that's pretty close. All right. So then last night it comes, you know, to my house and I want to be, I am sympathetic to the homeless, to the mentally ill, because it's horrible what's going on. And I really don't even have the answers as to why it's so much worse than it was. So I don't want to just sit here and, and play politics. Oh, democratic policy. I have no idea where the homeless people were. It's really irrelevant at this point. You got a guy knocking on your door. One o'clock in the morning. I live up in the hills. It's rare that someone knocks on your door. Also, you live pretty high up in the hill, right? Yeah. So So that's a tough walk from sunset. Yeah. You're talking five miles. So uh, 
Um, it, it's, it's a it's hell rare. of a walk. But the idea of, you know, like my my doorbell doesn't ring on Halloween. It's just not an you area where people walk. Right. I don't get trick-or-treaters. I don't get anything. Me either. It makes me sad. And you know me. I go to sleep at like 930. And right. I was. But you're so high. You're high <laughs> as a kite. By one o'clock, you're dreaming dreams of God knows what. I don't yeah. even want to know what dream what dreams you have. But yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, so, a weird so who wakes you up? So the doorbell wakes me up right. and uh, Baron wakes me up because Baron goes, that's my German shepherd who goes absolutely bananas because the door does not ring at this hour. So I, I put on the security camera and I see a, a clearly mentally disturbed individual who's holding an address in his hand, which was the weirdest part. And first he's muttering to himself. Okay, but let me let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt you. Are you, do you recognize right away that this isn't, like the guy from Il Pastillo. Do you realize, do you instantly go, okay, this is guy's not got mental issues, right? Did you recognize yeah. that right away? Are you still banging out the cobwebs? Like what's, what's going no, on? No, I woke point? up pretty quick, but I was extremely high. Sarah was freaked out. But you knew right away. All right. This guy's just like out there. No, I, I don't know. Right. Look, one of the things with, with homeless people and mentally ill people that we're seeing around town right now, where, you know, every day on the news, you're reading about a homeless person stabbing somebody or hitting him with a hammer right. or doing X, Y, and Z. So it's hard to know. Did this guy look scary to me? Yeah, he looked really scary of to me. Course. It was 40 degrees out. He was sweating. And when I turned on the camera before he knew I was on there, I heard him muttering and I couldn't hear if he was like, I'll shoot that dog or I'll do this or whatever he was, but I didn't get Catch it. Catch that part. What I can tell you is Sarah was terrified and freaked out. And and I um, was high, right. <laughs> extremely high. Shocker. Which you know, but the difference is, which I know, because Connolly, we get on calls, which is like an interesting thing. There should be a show with us. Connolly's drunk, and I'm a high, and the conversations are probably I'm so I'm like awful. Last night you were sipping. drunk. I was not drunk. Last you were hammered last night. You were hammered okay. last night. I mean, I, I would have liked to do a, uh, a breathalyzer on you last <laughs> night. I mean, you were in your house. You weren't driving. Yeah, it's your right. no, I'm not apologizing. I mean, I'm drunk is a little. Uh, you you know, set like, off your house alarm, which I'm sure at one o'clock in the morning didn't scare the shit out of. We Zula. just started setting the house alarm like two weeks ago i forgot that we're, we're setting the alarm so, every single night but you forgot the code because i heard you try to punch i was like trying to do times. it in the pitch black i was getting like i was i was afraid i was gonna get shot by zula i mean honestly I, that was a big one are you last night doug that- and i were on the phone and i accidentally set off the alarm and the alarm is screaming the baby's sleeping but i hear and boop, I'm, boop, I'm in the do- yeah i'm in the bar boop, in the dark boop, boop, trying to hit the code yeah yeah so but what do you, you, your pad doesn't light up? What are you talking Well, about? I had the phone under my arm. I was like doing, I was multi-tag. I might've had a whiskey. So, all right, let, let's, let's, let's give move you on. the benefit let's that you on. didn't forget the code. That's fine. I anyway, my house, I'm high as hell. And Sarah, I've, I've been an anti-gun person my entire life. I've gotten four in the last seven months. Right. Like just, like you a, know, a gun every other month almost. Yeah. You're averaging well, it's not a gun like an addiction. It's not like an addiction now. It's like the edibles. I like the guns and edibles. But by the way, they're not a good combination. And we talked about Kevin Dillon being high not at the live show. Yes. But I see the difference because I think Sarah is going to do a whole stand up bit on this. But I see this guy at the door and I'm telling you, it was scary. And Baron is is not letting up. So I know, I, but how was that? I mean, that to me was this, the, the scariest thing about the video that I saw is that, come on, man, dude, you, Doug, for all of you out there, Doug 
has got a German shepherd, like the real deal German shepherd. Doug probably doesn't even need guns because you wouldn't be able to shoot it because you'd be afraid to shoot Baron because Baron would be all over anybody that came in that house. By the way, there's going to be a, another German shepherd any day now because I'm getting another one. No so. mistaking that bark. That's no. not, that wasn't Brody. No. no the no, golden no. doodle, the mini no, golden no, doodle no. and Chloe the Frenchie. No, my dog is, my dog's a badass, yeah. but you know, I Brody mean, the truth is though, himself. I'm just as protective over him as I am of, of us. I don't want anything to happen to him either, but right. you could tell that the guy had no concern about uh, about the dog. So Sarah's in a complete panic. I'm high as hell and I wake up and she's like, what do we do? And I go, let me get my robe. <laughs> okay. And right. she says, I took about nine minutes, nine minutes where she was cowering in a corner to get ready. And I got my gun, which is terrible. You and put I put really, your robe on? I put my robe on. Well, she wife, didn't understand that either. I, I don't know. understand. Well, what do you, what do you, this is weird, but what are you sleeping? I sleep in uh, my <laughs> underwear. <laughs> but like boxer shorts? Yeah, like, boxers. Hey, I don't wear, wear no, I wear fucking <laughs> Scooby-Doo pajamas. I mean, what, what do you wear? I mean. Now I got to start thinking about what I sleep in in case there's a break-in because, you know. I, I think about that. Yeah. You number one also, I, I will say about this. That. You know, you knew how good my, my, my workouts response were getting before Hawaii. My response time is 15 seconds and I'm ready to go. All right, I like that. But wait, you're also not high. But I, I you know how healthy I was getting before Hawaii. I was working out every single. It's been a disaster. And the truth is, God forbid there's a shooting. I don't want to be on the news of my boxers in the condition that my body is in currently because it's just so much worse than it was in Hawaii. And I did think about that. That's how high I was. I was like, I thought I might have to shoot somebody. So I want to talk to you about this because we all, we act like we're fucking tough guys. This and I don't no, want to shoot anybody. No way. You know, and not I- million years and i what i said about this this guy who came to the house and i do feel bad i saw mental illness i assumed he was a homeless guy and what i now realize the next morning i wake up and the citizens app has an alert that 600 feet away the address that this guy asked me about so that's the thing in the video the guy clearly says and it to me at the time i thought it sounded like he was making small talk to see if you were in the house no so he was like oh is this uh, ellison yeah or whatever was the was he gave a number he said yeah a number right and you were like no whatever it is and then he mumbled something and he left and then the next day on the citizen app which i want to talk about if i see there is a a a burglary a a residential burglary on ellison yeah so it was definitely the same guy yeah? No, no, no. It was a hundred percent the guy because you know I called, I called, and they were looking for this guy. And I did I you be- send the video? Uh, I sent the video. Yeah. Okay, but I do believe now. And again, it doesn't mean he's not violent. You know, I mean, I don't know. Or if he's, he's backed into a corner, who knows? Yeah, right? but he was definitely a homeless guy and he was definitely looking for a place to crash. And I think what's happening now is because the house that uh, he went to was an unoccupied house with a for sale sign on. And I think, you know, you said you had a squatter across the street from you a few weeks ago. Right. I think like what's professional happening squatters. Is, yeah, I think what's happening is there's some type of network that is giving them addresses of places they can go. So. Again, I want to say it clearly. The situation is horrible, and I feel bad for everybody. But at the same time, we need safety. I mean, I was—I wanted to go to Fred Siegel yesterday, where we shot the first scene of Entourage, the pilot. And I call up my friend. I'm like, "Let's go to Fred Siegel for lunch." He literally says, "I don't want to go to Melrose." Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't take uh, Kennedy and Zulai to to eat there. So we have to understand everybody out there. I mean, there was is, a robbery at the Ivy. This is, I know. There's a, there's an armed By the way, the, the dude that we know, yeah, he got an armed robbery. His wallet, his gun, right on the street in front of the Ivy. We also shot at the Ivy. But right. I'm saying for everybody out there who wants to be like politics or this and that or rich people, poor people, oh, if the society it's can't not just function. happening over here, <laughs> it's not just happening over there. It's happening everywhere. I'm it really is. 
this. I'm really concerned about all this, so I do want to get rid of the car. And uh, But I know Connolly wants to get to some entourage-specific stuff, which we will get to. But after this break, I want to talk about uh, you know our girlfriends for a minute. Yeah. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. Uh, we're 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 hiding in the bunker. By the way, are these are these bulletproof? Uh... No, we're 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 safe in here. Right. It's just got to be careful walking to your car, especially you. So I want to talk about something else uh, as well that is of concern. <laughs> Our girlfriends, which I've kind of. You know, we had ex-girlfriends that became good friends, which I hated, by the way. Hated I, both of them. I don't mean the girls, but <laughs> I don't mean the girls. I mean, I don't, I spend enough time with you. I work enough with you. I agree, bro. I don't want our girlfriends. I agree. Com- commiserating. Yeah, and, and, and ganging up. And well, coming well also, too, now they're playing tennis at my golf club. They're playing I mean, pickleball. They took a tennis lesson at my golf club, Mountain Gate. Oh, they're playing both now. They're playing tennis and pickleball. I'm like, Screeching out of the parking lot of the golf club. So they've already infiltrated. They've infiltrated the golf club. So what? let's talk about what and they want they to infiltrate, want to infiltrate the. They want to infiltrate the podcast. They want to company. do a podcast. Right. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are, and I know you had the thought because you mentioned it under your breath, is like, what's going to happen inevitably when you go on one of your things where you don't talk to me for three weeks? <laughs> what you becomes know, of their friendship? It's funny when we got Scotty, Dave, and Gary in the thing, like I'm the more volatile one than Connolly. Okay. I mean, yeah, people have witnessed, I mean, people Dave, have witnessed the Connolly fucking temper in this place. David, David, I have not, you know, Doug, you and I have been known to take friendship hiatuses. It's just, it's just the way. Yeah. Well, the I, way think, I think that's good for everyone, you know? Yeah. Maybe we could leave it off a little bit better. Maybe I, just like, I think we're doing fine now. I, I actually yeah. think order is is being restored as we speak. We've talked about it. We're doing a show that I'm going to write, that you're going to act in. Yeah. Zulai, your girl's going to be in it, which, by the way. We keep complicating things. Let's do it. We're going to call it. Let's Sarah, make a, let's Sarah make a Sanderson's going to be in the show thing. as well. Let's make and, a mess. You know, we just, we are, we're surrounded by a lot of talent, and we're going to use it all and bring it into it's the show. Be fun. So I'm excited. But put them in the podcast space, too. Like, isn't, I know this is, it, it, it's not a safe haven because you get robbed outside it's the not podcast. A safe haven. But. What's going to happen when they're? I don't in want here Kennedy. Also? I don't want Kennedy here in no, the studio. It's no, too dangerous. No, but it's what dangerous. about what about Zulai and Sarah? Listen, here's the here's the thing. Of of course, they can do whatever they want, but it's all about managing expectations, right? And we've talked about this, man. It's really, really, really hard to get downloads on a on a podcast. Yeah, but you're talking don't... about two separate things. I'm not talking about whether they'll have a successful podcast, which I believe they're capable. Of course, of. I'm talking about. Do you want to walk in here every day and see Zulai, and then get home and see Zulai again? I, I mean, yeah, that's not a, that's not a problem. I right. mean, like, I feel like Sarah and and Zulai would pop in and pop out, do their <laughs> thing, and pop out. I don't know that they're hanging out. <laughs> Right, I mean, at um, what point do you tell them like, hey guys, all right, guys, let's wrap it up. Yeah, we got the uh, eleven o'clock coming in, so we need you guys. We got Hollywood Ways coming in, we need you guys to uh, skedaddle. Carly is still so bitter about Hollywood Ways. Oh, so bitter. Which honestly, we had an excellent, excellent Hollywood Ways yesterday. Scotty will tell you. But what happened to your co-host? So is 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 Breezy still part? I think she's doing a movie with Dylan. I mean, you fired me, right? You got rid of me. And then, and now it looks like you're flying solo on Hollywood Ways. You know, I think everybody's starting to learn what a narcissist I am. I just want to talk. And no, it, I mean, I no, do. I mean, I, 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 Breezy's, she's busy like Dylan. She's I think you need, I think you need, I think you need to be heard. Yeah. More than just on victory without <laughs> me commenting on your scratching your balls. You just need a platform to just, to air out whatever it is that, that, that ails you. I just, but you, what, what happened to Breezy? Breezy's in, but she's Breezy's like Dylan. She's they're, they're busy people, man. I, but do and, you understand that? Do I understand that they're busy? Do you understand that, you know, you and, and I, not that you and I are in the same place, because obviously, you know, we're different financial brackets, but- I'm taller. <clears throat> yeah, not as good looking. Um, 
but you know, like, like the, you know, they want to, they want to act, man. You know, like what are we talking about both of them. Yeah, Dylan. You know, you know, Dylan. In his defense, when he joined the podcast, didn't say like, "Hey, I'm not gonna ever, ever act again." Yeah, you know. Or and same thing with Breezy. They're, you know, they're. they're I don't. Actors. I don't. I don't have any uh, issues with it at all. I don't really care to be honest with you. I mean, right. you, I know you stress out that when Dylan's not here. I mean, it's just it's just nice to have Dylan. I mean, yeah. you know, like we, you know, Dylan. Dylan is come on, bro. Dylan is a funny motherfucker. Right? I love Dylan. Right. I mean, but you know, there's nothing. I I, I live my life like I just got to move forward, and right. whoever wants to. Be around that is not now. The good thing is, I really do feel it's all coming together because you read some pages on the script, and we yeah. don't want to talk about what the idea is. That's funny though. How are you feeling about it? I thought it was funny. I mean, honestly, oh, wow. don't don't well, oversell. No, I mean Jesus. that that's. But at the end of the day, like that's what you know. I saw some of that uh, snappy uh, magic dialogue that we enjoyed on Entourage for all those years. Yeah, so that was funny. There you go, Emmy scratching his balls again. Look, no, at it's not my balls. That's snappy Emmy 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 nominated. You know what? I'm fucking nervous, man. I don't like. That I got to get to my car now. You're nervous. Um, Don't be nervous. We'll walk you out. Scotty will walk you out with the hockey stick. And, and Connolly sends me a video the other day, which really helped. I don't know if that was a current thing, but a robbery in place. Right. And um, the as, guy- it, as it turns out, that was in another country. Oh, but, it was. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's an, well, inevitably. What it was. Well, it was like a guy sitting down eating with his son. It looked like, and these guys came around the corner. It was obvious that they were going to rob, and this guy just stood up and started shooting. Yeah, and right? I think that's where we're headed. As well, eventually, as it's going to happen, right? I mean, there's that one video that Doug and I trade horrible videos back and forth. That video of that guy who, who was robbing at the ca- <laughs> robbing somebody at the counter, and the guy standing next to him at the counter just pulled his gun out and boom, blasted executed, him, executed them, and walked yeah. out. You know, so hopefully, I mean, look, you don't want to see that either. Right. Um, Sarah's friend last night, she posted on Instagram, smash and grab at the AT&T store in Marina Del Rey at seven o'clock at night. Just five guys come in, start blasting everything. And let's go to a clip of that audio. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Why would she do that? You know what? I I, I haven't spoken to her, but nope. I, I do you to, know this. Yeah, this she's a great girl, and I need to talk to Sarah. Pretty though, and go, bold of her. And she's she, a she's a very good looking woman. Also, you don't want to draw attention to your to, to the criminals to come after you, right? I mean, but um, and then she fuck you. Like she's <laughs> cursing at the guy, the smash and grab guys. That's I wonder how she feels about it. What, what, what we're going to talk about? But I think also people. That's a great are, clip. I think people are so kind of frustrated right now that 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 maybe stuff is coming out like i don't think she was trying to be tough i don't i can't believe she videoed it i mean she's in the store with them while they're pretty, smashing and grabbing pretty decent video very and, good. and being vocal as well don't i like Connolly caesar as a podcast already. Like, he likes the, the, the audacity smells like downloads <laughs> smells like downloads um and then also the citizen app question is the citizen app only popular in la is that everywhere no the citizen idea app? It's big in New York, too. It's big in New York yeah. and L.A. It's big wherever there's crime going on every <laughs> right. five minutes. It's the worst thing ever because you pull it up, and every two minutes, there's another crime going on within the vicinity of your home. Right. But the, And the thing about it is it doesn't, like, to your point, it doesn't really say a lot. It's just how the call comes out, right? So it's report of man wielding sword on <laughs> sword. Melrose, right? But what does that really mean? We had in here one day, it was like, man, what was this guy? Man wielding hammer 800 feet away, right? Did 800- you see him? 
No, well, but the first thing I said was like, yo, does anybody have eyes on Dave? Maybe <laughs> Dave finally snapped and is standing outside the office swinging a hammer at somebody's car. Uh, all right, before we go into a little Entourage thing, Kevin wants to, it's the end of the year, he wants to talk about some of the great actors we had on Entourage who yeah, it's like sadly in, passed in, away. In, in memorium. We're going yeah, to do an we're gonna do a little thing, but the last thing on Dave, I want everybody who listens to this podcast and cares about Stock Tip to turn on Love Island Australia season three, which is phenomenal, by the way. But there's a guy. Did you, does Dave know this? Dave saw the picture. Scotty, I think, saw the picture. Right. I, it's been proven. Everyone I've shown it to believes. The guy looks like if you took Brad Pitt and Stocktip and smashed them together, that's, he looks like him. That's weird. I, I, yeah. I looked at the picture. I got to be honest. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Dave, you saw it. You got it. Sophie saw it as well. I mean, it, it's... You say Brad Pitt and Stocktip Dave together? <laughs> smashed together. You know? Listen, anyone could be <laughs> smashed Scotty's together. Scotty's got is that a s- compliment? <laughs> I don't even know. Go pull up... Uh, yeah, what smashed is together at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Go... <laughs> <laughs> Go pull up the picture of Ryan Love Island Australia, which was hosted crazy. by Sophie Monk, who was on uh, nice. on Entourage. She was also on Entourage. It's an excellent show. I mean, I know Connolly like he makes fun. Like, no, I, that's, that's not true. It's I was really a big, enjoyable. I was a big reality TV show person, but those days are numbered until Kennedy were sleep training, bro. Doug, and- are you high right now? I'm looking at the picture. <laughs> What are you talking about? You, you got to look at the specific picture. I will find it. Don't look at his body, Scotty. Scotty's looking at nude photos of the fucking guy. I mean, could you find a headshot? Okay. And look at him smiling. He has the same kind of scary smile that Stockdip has when he comes out of the toilet room, you know? Right. That's like Dave feeling relieved and 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 full of life after exiting I'll the find bathroom. The, I'll find the picture that Sophie was like, oh my God. It, it, Dave, you see it, right? It's that smile and the eyes. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dave, I would take it as a compliment. It sounds like Doug's complimenting you. And that's ridiculous. That, that's not the picture, though, anyway. Right? I, I'll we'll find the picture, it. but this is not about compliments or anything. This is just about there are certain features. You looked look at alike. this guy and thought, God, he looks, he's got a Dave, stock tip Dave vibe to him. 100%. Every, everyone will see it. But anyway, watch Love Island Australia, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. Uh, just a little sales pitch. Quick plug, quick plug. We're trying to make a little bit of money here, but we uh, we, we, we have merch because yeah, people keep merch. asking. So there's merch, and, and the site is Scotty what? VictoryPodcastMerch.com. VictoryPodcastMerch.com. And guess where all proceeds go? To me and you and Dylan. <laughs> exactly. Right. And Scotty and Stocktip. And, <laughs> and Scotty. Scotty. It's yeah, Dave Scotty is not in on that. No. Not, Dave doesn't have a merch cut yet. That'll be a year two of his contract. <laughs> Dave is so happy about this Love Island thing. Dave <laughs> thinks it's the body I'm talking about. It's not the body, oh, well, Dave. Dave's, Dave's going to be walking around showing girls like, see, the Doug, Doug Allen thinks I look like this guy. <laughs> Doug created entourage. Dave's like drooling for this social clip right now. Dave's like, he knows what social clip he's cutting. I got to tell you, I would kill to put Dave on Love Island. It would be fucking amazing. That would, oh, yeah. All right, so let's get into some entourage stuff that Kevin, you know, I don't know. You got emotional today. It's not that. I mean, it's always at the end of the year, right? It's always like, you know, think about it. Not that all these people passed away this year, but, you know, one of the great things about entourage was, aside from kind of the splashier uh, names we had cameo-wise, we had some really, really, really good accomplished um, street cred actors come on the show. And um, it's easy to kind of forget the body of work that they had done before Entourage. And, and the people that we're going to talk about today passed away pretty pretty quick after after they appeared on Entourage, right? Yeah. So You know, the first one that comes to mind, because it was the first one I think that I can recall, Stanley DeSantis, who played Scott Wick. Played Scott Wick. That you did some scenes with. and and Yeah, he's the guy, the, the producer that finds Queens Boulevard. 
He's also the producer, which before we go, I want to get to this because apparently he spent like an hour with my ex-wife at Craig's the other night. But but he says, uh, you know, they use my ex-wife's uh, right. father's name. When we get pulled over by the, we get pulled over by the cop where we're smoking, smoking weed. the weed and he's like, oh, I'm friends with Officer Hecht. That's yeah. Melissa's dad. That's Melissa's dad and who was a reserve police officer for 30 years, meaning he did it for free, volunteered his services and uh, again, appreciate the cops, not bad ones, the good ones. Right, There's a exactly. lot of them. So, but Stanley DeSantis was such a talented guy, and we had a feeling he was sick, but we didn't know. Well, we we weren't sure because for the first few scenes, he was he was totally fine, and then it looked like kind of a, a decline. Now, also, you have to remember in these days, you know, we were doing a lot of, we were shooting a lot, a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. It was like we were staring down the barrel of eight, seven, eight pages a day, multiple company moves. So we really didn't have time. We just had to get so much done. And we're looking at Stanley DeSantis and he's this guy who's this just accomplished actor with a great body of work. And it just, something was off. And then the next time he came, he just was like a straight shot downhill. So finally, you know, on that last day, I don't even think we completed the scene and they just had to pull the plug on the scene because we had to move. And I remember, and I, I've said this before on the podcast, I learned a big lesson that day because, you know, it was, a, you know, uh, really right in your face of, hey, you don't know what someone else is going through until you walk in their shoes because he passed away. Uh, he died of AIDS a week or so later. Yeah. Right? And, and look, I, I will always feel guilty about that as well. Right. I was under so much stress right. to get stuff. And the truth is- We're a little annoyed that he was not- well, we, we thought we he just, was we, he, we yeah. thought he was on drugs, which he was. Right. And they were painkillers and they were other drugs to help him. And, you know, it-, it it's And then a, to even make us feel, rightfully feel worse, like his, you know, agent had said, like, he really just wanted to complete the job. And that, yeah. that guts me yeah. to think about that. Like, he didn't want, he, he knew that he was sick, but he wanted to finish the arc, you know? And he, yeah. he left it all out on the floor. And by the way, you would never know when you watch it. You guys did a great job and however it, it worked out, but he was a memorable character that left a, uh, a, a really good impression yeah, on Yeah, he was him. a really talented kid and a, a talented actor. And, I, you know, the other guy, they, does anyone able to pull up that name, the, the kid that the- Oh, and he's like, oh, that's my daddy? Yeah, um, that guy's like got a he's big like a, career. Right, he's got a better career than both of us, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Anyone know? I think it was like <laughs> Dallas or something. Dallas, yeah, Chris Dallas. If anyone could pull that up, I think he uh, he got like his own he series got his, He had his own show, and, yeah. I don't know where he's he at. He was good looking. And he looked like a cross between Dave and that and Brad Pitt and that guy from Love Island. <laughs> Poor Dave. But yeah, but Stanley DeSantis was a uh, was a uh, you know and and yeah, man, I learned a big lesson that one. I but really still, did. it's at the same time. You know, we have to say it, it is. It's like a kinder, nicer world right now. But at the same time, I felt bad then, bro. I did feel bad then. I feel bad now. But production is a, a tough thing. And and you know, there's no. I, I wrote the line, but there's only scoreboard. And at the end of the day, right. the audience doesn't give a shit who was sick that day, who wasn't. Right. Just, and we didn't know he was that yeah, that kind we had of no sick idea. or that sick. So we had no idea. lesson learned. You never know what people are but going through. We we. we Rest in peace and yeah, his man. family and friends or whatever. But he was he was really great. And you should check out some of the other stuff he did. Ed Wood with Martin Landau. He was in The Aviator. He played Louis Mayer, who's like trying to finagle with uh, Howard Hughes over cameras. He's a great scene. He was awesome. Yeah. Birdcage, Rush Hour, Bullworth, and a Stun, number of other things. Done, yeah, so. just, a, just a great character actor of our time. We should uh, all check these out. So then uh, the next one who... You know, it actually, it upsets me. It's years ago. Maury died a long time ago, but Maury Chaikin, who played- Harvey Weingard. Yeah, he played the Harvey Weinstein knockoff, and 
is a brilliant, brilliant, right. was a brilliant actor. Right. So, um, you know, other movies that he did, which I think all of these people should see, and he's done like 150 movies, but just some of the top ones that I pointed out, which uh, War Games, My Cousin Vinny, uh, Dances with Wolves. You uh, just see how much range he's got, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I remembered about Maury is, you know, when you know somebody's coming in, we know that the character at the time was loosely based on, on obviously, Harvey Weinstein, or not, not even loose. loosely, that's yeah. what it was. But you always have this idea of like, oh, okay, you read the script, like, oh, it's just interesting. See what this, you know, you know, we got a great actor, Maury Chaykin, coming in to play the role. You're like, what's this guy going to do with it, right? And that first take was well, at the theater, Sundance. Was that the first? Well, thing? there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was that one. There was a few of them, but the first time where he blows up. And like he's yelling and screaming. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that this guy was able to do this for 10, 12 takes in a row, different angles. I mean, I'm like, this guy's head is going to explode. And he was, here's the question man. I have for you, though, because I mean, the most explosive E ever got on Entourage that I can remember and tell me if there's something else is in the pilot. Right. And I pushed you to really attack turtle hard. Right. When you're doing that, I, I have to believe, because it's exactly what you said. I was worried for Maury. I didn't want to ask him to do another take because he was so good and he was so explosive. I thought it could could injure him. When you're doing he was, that- He was next level, like everything. I mean, he, he I think, honestly, I think he popped an eye vessel. So you are. So them. like you're faking it, but you're still, yeah, your I mean, body and, is And it. Maury was letting it fly. And he was like, no, we, he was never like, hell, you know, I don't have, I only have one or two more. He was ready to go. He also had the very funny line, Maury Chaykin, which came back to, uh, came back to haunt me in my, not haunt me in my personal life, but he, um, we're talking about Josh Hartnett and he's like, yeah, no, no, don't worry about Josh Hartnett. He can't stand, he's got no motor skills. He can't stand up on a moving, what was it? And a, uh, well, it was a surfboard. It was right. for the Ken Nunn movie, but um, he can't <laughs> He's stand got no up. motor skills. He yeah. can't stand up on a moving object or whatever it and was. And so Josh Hartnett, we've talked about it before, but just tell Yeah, anybody. the quick version of it is I was like hanging with Josh Hartnett. We were like having a couple drinks and he's, you know, keeps making, and they're, it's all going right over my head. He's like, well, you know me, no balance. I'm like, it's oh, <laughs> weird. I don't know why he's saying that. And he's like, well, yeah, you just don't want to trust me on that one, you know, without my lack of motor skills. <laughs> Finally, I'm like, hey, man, what is everything all right? What are you what are you what are you talking about? You know, and he was like, yeah, no, the Andre thing. I was like, oh yeah, no, Doug Allen. He's a he's a witty one. He's a witty one. But um, yeah, I, Maury Chaykin was great, and like him at, at Sundance, and you remember him yelling at us at the at Winston's yeah. when we pull out of the movie, and then he just. He but just, at Sundance, that scene, he's spitting all over you. So as an actor, are you like, listen, Maury, uh, you got to do this without spitting on me? Or are you like, listen, just make the scene. No, I just, I was, I, I appreciated that this was a real actor and I just wanted them to do his thing. And I, you know, again, I'm sort of the straight man in those scenes. Um, I mean, we had like, remember there was a scene where we go to dinner where I actually tell him that, I mean, yeah, he yelled at me a good seven or eight times at the, at the top of his lungs, but more than anything, I was just sitting back and going like, yeah, this is a real actor with stage background and just a real guy doing his thing. And it was enjoyable to watch. And, so. and to be clear, at the time, none of us knew what Harvey was. I knew he was a bully. Well, I knew he was an asshole. We knew he yelled a lot and everybody was afraid. I didn't of him. know he was right. a rapist. Right. I didn't know all of that right. stuff. But right. he threatened to kill me after <laughs> that happened. He, I, yeah, I wonder, I always wondered too, like if Maury ever heard from, from, from <laughs> Harvey, you know, like through a friend of a friend, because, you know, that was the other thing too, if I remember correctly. Maury didn't need. He came in with his take. He knew what he was going to do. It wasn't You didn't have to get him there. No. He, he came in. He was no. there. There was so. absolutely nothing uh, I had to say to Maury. He right. was a phenomenal actor, but he also was really nice guy. And, right. and when that scene ended with me going, are, are you okay? <laughs> like yeah. Him looking at me like I'm a fucking actor. Yeah, I'm fine. I, but I, I can remember us getting in the van 
uh, after, you know, late night of shooting of him yelling for three hours and getting in the van and just like, like man, you, you put one in today. And he kind of had the same vibe, which is like, yeah, man, whatever. It's like, that's and, what and the And am scene I crazy? Is. is he not an Amadeus? Am I wrong about that? I thought he was an Amadeus. I know he's- Well, he's, he, he had, he's like one of those guys where you're watching movies like, oh my God, he pops up a lot. Yeah. And, and delivers on everyone. So yeah. everybody, but check out those things. War Games- by the way, I don't know if you've watched that recently. That movie holds up. Matthew Broderick and I it's think almost, John Badham directed. It's almost strangely like a little bit more. <laughs> it, it hits on all cylinders even today. Yeah, it, re- it really does. Great movie about how the computers take over the world, which did you see that, by the way? War Games? No. Well, uh, War Games, I know you saw. Computers. That, like they just said, uh, I posted it the other day, but that robots are, are reproducing yeah, or some yeah, shit like that. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Do you feel yeah. like the world's coming to an end? Uh, I, I think it's it's the end of days, but <laughs> in a good way. Um, yeah, in a good way. The as next long as we make it to our car outside of action park the next one on the list hurt deep right because nobody had any idea we had the legend bruno kirby well the reason and i don't want to say like one hurt more than the other of course but i was i became friendly with bruno kirby and i was on a plane and i don't want to mistake this because my memory is kind of going but i was on a plane and this was only like four or five months after we filmed bruno kirby you know godfather city slickers and a million other when things. harry met sally i mean the just the list goes on donnie brosco the list goes on and on this guy had a career that is like incomprehensible yeah and we're and we're talking about just you know again, good morning uh, vietnam just a, he's a brilliant brilliant, brilliant actor. actor and and he was young right. and he was fine. And on the set, we put him through it, man. I mean, right. so we've talked about it on the podcast before, but just to recap, the St. Paddy's Day Massacre was when the Irish actors on the show decided to have a little bit more to drink than they should have before we filmed. And that was the day, and it was freezing it, in it, Calabasas. It, got cold at, it gets cold at night, right? Yeah. It was in March 17th, right? Yeah. So once the temperature dips, it was a little chilly out there. Yeah. And we were at this big house, and Dom tells the big speech with Bruno. Yeah, and so was, Bruno, as a, a, you know, for all actors, as Johnny Drama says in the pilot, you know, actors, uh, what is it? I don't listen, actor, listen, bro. Actor, good actors listen. Yeah, right? but Bruno had to sit there and listen to Dom do like a two-page, three-page speech. I don't even remember. And as great as Dom was, it was hard to not watch Bruno and see how well, how he was so, he was in. <laughs> I used it was to, like he was in the scene. He wasn't like waiting for Dom to finish his lines. He was hearing everything that Dom was saying. I, I don't remember because Connolly got mad at me a little bit, but I would say, Kevin, because I talked to Connolly a lot about reactions and listening and not that he wasn't good at it, but I do think we talked. I spent a lot of time talking about it. but I was like watch Bruno and I remember you going I fucking get it okay I'm not fucking Bruno Kirby but you know and he was such a nice guy and it was like he was like again I don't know where he was in terms of his sickness but it was he was not in a rush to go home or no. run off the set and it was just like he was just like hanging with the boys that night a couple of them happened to be a little too hammered but he left an incredible impression on me as like wow he's just like a regular yeah, and guy I, with and a I great don't career. remember if I saw his wife or I saw I really don't remember if I saw him on the plane, but it was so shocked to me. She told me he had leukemia. And I just remember, I was like, I was honestly, I was crying as I was walking off of this plane and people are looking at me and I was like, I can't believe this. And he died like months later. Yeah. I mean, we well figure we shot that on March 17th, St. Patty's Day for sure. And then I think he passed away in August or something. And like, I'm, like I'm honestly- Probably right after the show aired. I think, and, it's, I think it's his last credit on IMDb. And I'm honestly, Kevin, I hope you can help me here. I'm literally losing my mind, but I wrote, Bruno was coming back and- yeah, he died. Storyline wise, yeah, he could have been. I'm trying to think guy. what storyline came well, out. Well, Phil was Rubenstein. It? He's Phil Rubenstein. So I guess it was, was it would have been no. Um, oh, Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg came in right. Nicky Rubenstein that. came. Nicky so Rubenstein. what they were? He was his nephew I, I, or something. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We should double check. That, I need but, everyone to understand. <laughs> 
how hands-on I was with every syllable. You really were. And right. I'm honestly forgetting it now. It's right. really scaring me right. because I, I used to know everything, like whatever line we were just talking about. So it was Phil Rubenstein, and then when, and then when he passed, it was like, all right, we'll bring in the crazy nephew. Yeah, but it was, was already like written fund. for Bruno, and we right. had to change that quickly, get Adam Goldberg, who we have to get on the podcast. I, yeah. You got to reach out to him, because I, I, I mean, you talk about another one. He's alive and well. He's on a show now, but a, a fucking genius. Yeah, who also yeah, He came in and went fucking hammers down. But he, he was really one did. of those actors, also like uh, Giovanni Ribisi, who I guess you're friends with, right? Yep. Like Giovanni was on the set for however long. I don't know a fucking thing about this guy. Right. He was just... He came to work, he let it fly when the... When the but I, I guess what I'm saying is there are some actors, like, you know what you're getting. They're bringing a, a big part of who they are. And then there are these guys like Adam Goldberg and Giovanni Ribisi who can create just a completely different animal than what was written. Right. And you don't know what you're getting, which, you know, just on a side note, because I, I imagine, maybe we've talked about this before, but like when Johnny Depp showed up on the set of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, because I remember the first time I saw the first five minutes of that movie, I was like... What in the fuck is going on here? And laughing my ass off. And obviously it worked. But at some point, even with Giovanni, I remember going, what is God, he doing? Right? I don't even know what to direct them. And I loved it. But I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Because usually I was writing them to be this grounded, real thing. Anyway, it, it, it's, a, it's a sidebar. But uh, Bloomberg was one of those guys. Bruno was one of those guys who could just bring so many different levels to something that you he know. just had a like a presence in 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 the take. It's like they're you know as I'm, my mind is wandering <laughs> as an actor. I'm just I was a little starstruck by by Bruno. I, Kirby. I was I was as well, and and he's an actor studio guy too, right? He I'm just, not, I, I'm like not sure. Lando, I'm not I sure if he, he was, but he was just super. I can remember Bruno when he walked in the room. I like jumped up. I was like, "Hey, Bruno, thanks." And he's like, "Hey, man, you don't ever have to get up for me, man. It's good to see you. Congratulate." He just like that's awesome. I don't know. He just made me feel. Give me a little me sidebar good. that you because you just said something that I think is interesting because I I've, I have worked with with really good actors who've sometimes said to me as director, "Tell the guy I'm working with or woman I'm working with." To fucking listen to me. So you just said your mind wanders. No, sometimes. no, no. What I'm but, saying was like uh, 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 on a three page monologue, I was enjoying. I, by the way, I'm three people back. Yeah. So I'm pretty much an extra in the scene, but I was just admiring Dom and Bruno's performance. But I, but I was asking in a scene you're doing where you do have to listen a lot, are there like, do you get in a zone where you're actually so in it? Yeah. Yeah, especially while well, I did a lot of that on Entourage and when it was, when it was at, directed at me, I, I always kind of enjoyed it. Like, you know, whether it was Maury Chaikin going off on a on a tangent when I was like, ooh, this person's doing something good. Yeah, it's, it's But it's does fun. your mind ever wander where you're like, oh, tomorrow I got to be no, here? No, 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 no. <laughs> other than the only place I will, I'll, and I'll have to slide it back in. It's like, holy shit, this dude's good or this gal's great. Like Carla or whoever you go, ooh, this is like a real actor maybe i should quit the business um, <laughs> and just to bring it just to bring it back incredibly to kevin Connolly's acting and love island australia when i was watching last night they were talking about the notebook and they were all like and they're young i mean the movie's 20 years old right yeah, i mean yeah. so but they were talking about it like oh it's my favorite movie of all time mate you know notebook anyway i am in a so classic doug you I are am in a, in a love story classic yeah. um and you and you directed the opening title i so. did i did i directed the opening title sequence of the notebook but right, bruno so, kirby rest in peace and i'm i'm really happy that i got a chance to spend like a few hours with him, socialize and have a, have yeah. a little fun. And, and then me too. Sidney Pollack, who is one of the greatest filmmakers I mean, that ever crazy. lived, right. producers and actors. Just artists, right? And, I mean, he just hit it on all cylinders. And you want to talk about comedy performance 
you know, just watch the movie Tootsie if you want to see a perfectly written screenplay acted incredibly by everybody. But Sidney Pollack, really known as a director producer, I believe the last time he was on a set was was us. Was which is and that was also movie. the Kanye West day, right? And I, I, I'll admit there too, I was, you know, like, I don't know, Bruno Kirby had this thing like where I was like comfortable, like going up like, hey, Bruno, like I had, I shot the show with him. I completely froze around Sidney Pollack. I said, hi, nice to meet you, sir. And never spoke another word to him again. I was just, you know, I don't know. I was a little, I was a little starstruck by Sidney Pollack. There was a lot going on that day. Kanye West is there. Sidney Pollack is there. Piven had a semi-meltdown on the, and, and, on the scene. And what's a little weird, I mean, just so if you can it's try to happening. understand whoever doesn't know who Sidney Pollack is, he was a bigger... Certainly at the time, he was bigger than everybody on that set, including Kanye. I mean, he was one of the biggest film producer directors of all time. Yeah. And he was sitting on his chair with no fanfare. Old school, right. Just like, you know. Well, everybody was kind of buzzing about Kanye, right? And you have one of the greatest, like, living legends of all time sitting right there. And he was cool, too. But uh, the other thing I got about about Sydney was he was all business, right? Like, it's not that he was, he was very polite, very cordial. But, you know, he wasn't there to shake hands and kiss babies. He was well, there to do his thing. Well, to you be know? honest with you, the sick thing is he, he might have been sick. Right. I don't know. Because he died soon right. after. Um, You know, but anyway, great things to look at. But meanwhile, Sydney the Pollock other or, thing, too about a guy like Sidney Pollack is like, you know, just because I was starstruck by him, he he might have been, the, I might have said to him, hey, Sidney's been like, hey, did you see that kid? He might have been, I don't know. I didn't never really- You didn't really engage. I, never, I didn't engage him because I was a starstruck by You know what him, I didn't know? get? I was like that also. I didn't, you, you know me with the camera. I didn't get a fucking picture with Sidney Pollack. And yeah, like it would be a tough one to make uh, him uncomfortable if he goes, okay. I mean, he would have done it with you, right? I mean, I'm sure I he would have done it with I don't you. know. I didn't want to bother him. You didn't want guess, to, right. That's you know? what I'm saying. He had that kind of- uh, Gravitas, yeah, but could have been like, nice. Or that's what I'm saying. But like, he also might have been like, yeah, kind of weird that nobody wants to take a picture. Who knows? But it was but anyway, a, that was a special. As day. an actor, you can see him in Eyes Wide Shut. Michael Clayton, you know, directed out of Africa, the Academy Award winning director, I believe, certainly producer. But um, you know, uh, watch. So he anyway. was probably sick at the time, right? Is I mean, that, I don't know for sure, but probably. Right. But but anyone, right. if you want to watch a movie that influenced me and, and you want to see something that makes uh, Mrs. Doubtfire look like the pile of shit it is, look, look at Tootsie. It really is a perfect movie on every single level. And uh, Out of Africa. I mean, he also, he acted in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. He was yeah. great in the yeah. last Kubrick movie. You know, yeah. I mean, like for Kubrick to cast you in a movie, he, there, there's a level of respect there. And he was, he was, he was great. So that was, uh, it's all an under rated uh cameo appearance yeah well it was i don't think it was appreciated as much as it i agree underrated for sure all right so uh yeah this one hurt too this was like in the bruno kirby vibe because of his age well chris penn was young and uh you know he died also soon after i mean we used to not joke about it we used to say god it's like a curse that well somebody said that right we didn't we never there was an article yeah somebody wrote an article but uh chris penn was uh he was another one He, he was like so cool Chris Penn, that I, again, I was like a little starstruck. I was like, you know, meanwhile, if you would have just walked up to him, there's so many things I would have done different yeah. now that I have control of my anxiety a little bit. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, huh. I do. So I do. Why, why do you got that weird hoodie on right now? Like, oh, this is a very dangerous. Thing, so <laughs> right but Chris Penn came on and, you know, Chris Penn played himself and Chris Penn was a guy who was concerned about what he, right? Wasn't that kind of the case? Some he people didn't, didn't really to... care about, all right, whatever, I'll do, I'm, if I'm being me, I'll do anything. Chris Penn was somebody who was deliberate and wanted to be clear about 
what he was doing as Chris Penn, yeah. right? So that's something that you've always had to navigate, right? Well, similar to you, he didn't want to beat the shit out of Kevin Dillon. And and he thought basically them in a boxing ring, he could really hurt Kevin right. Dillon. Right, like he, he, you know, of course, Dillon, if Dillon was sitting here, he'd be like, please. But like, please, basically- I'll, ta- I'll take Chris Penn and Ronda Rousey <laughs> at the same time, Basically, bro. Chris Penn is saying like, I would destroy Dillon with a body shot. I hit <laughs> yeah. Dillon like with I'd a body shot in rib. the first round <laughs> and I would just destroy him from the inside out. So this isn't really a fight because it's me being a bully and picking on yeah. uh, a weaker individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, which is what he said, right? He was calling Dylan so- Frail. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a decade ago. That was more. That was like 14 years ago. He's like, I don't want to hit this guy. He's frail. Like, <laughs> so what what was it? He said, look, I don't want to be oh, oh, he wanted he needed more of a reason. Yeah. 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 He's like, you gotta give me a reason to really beat this guy yeah, up. Because that's acting just motivation. And right, we, we gave it to him, which I don't remember exactly what it was. It was something that he owed. He him. said something, or he took a cheap shot at Chris, like verbal cheap shot, and he said, Okay. Yeah. And then he hit him. But yeah. Chris was one of those guys who cared about how if I'm playing Chris Penn, you know, the, uh, how he how he was portrayed was important to him. Now, let's talk about his body of work. I mean, well, you know, obviously Reservoir Dogs of course. stays at I the mean, top of the list. Um, True Romance. True Romance too. Both phenomenal. Quentin movies. But, you know, he's in Footloose and Shelter Island. And- oh, wait, do you know who you, are? I mean, you remember Footloose, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. That was yeah. crazy. Him and Kevin Bacon, and he was like the the muscle. He yeah. was the Kevin Bacon taught him how to dance. You know what? It's Sean Penn's his brother, obviously, um, but Chris Chris was an amazing actor, and, and he had a damn good career, man. Yeah. He had a damn good career, and he he was one of those guys that any big director, whether it's Ridley or Quentin or ever, was like Chris Penn came across, and he was even one percent right. Boom, he had the job. You know, he was great. <sighs> Rest in peace, yeah. Chris Penn. So he missed um, for sure. DJ Am did. Uh, the Fukijama episode. Yes. And he, you know, he was sober and his life together and he had a residency in Vegas. I mean, this guy was 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 killing it. He was on, on top of the world. Came and did the episode of Entourage. He, uh, right, he plugged one of his clubs that he owned. Like he, you know, everybody, people came in to do the things. He was a, he was a promotions guy. Um, but I've, I'd known him for years. Um, yeah, and he, you know, he relapsed and he had, you know, he had an accidental, you know, overdose, you know, which, which was, which is sad, you know, but he was, a, he was a great guy and uh, it was great to have him, have him on the show, you know, Did I he, mean, he was on the forefront was he, of, he, he him and Travis crash? Barker were in a plane crash and they both survived the plane crash. And were crash. fine? Yes. And oh. then, and then a couple of years later he passed away, which is also right. kind of the ironic thing, right, but he don't. was, he was great. He was great to have on the show and he was ahead. He was in on the forefront of the, uh. Sneaker of the culture, sneaker culture, yeah. and yeah. He, he he was actually his performance was actually really good too. He's very natural. Yeah, we were watching it the other day. He yeah. did a good job, and that one, you know, the 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 Hollywood community, the younger Hollywood community, not so young anymore, but that one sent ripple waves through through Hollywood. That one hit, that one yeah. hit deep when DJ Ann passed because he was doing so well in his recovery, yeah. and all it takes is one you know one slip. So and rest then, in peace, uh, DJ. Know, a couple other legends who were on the show. We've talked about Martin Lando a lot, obviously, right. and um, you know I watched Ed Wood again recently, which is you know it's amazing. Um, and then Dennis Hopper, yeah. who um, we were lucky enough to get. Who? Yeah, How did you a, pull that one off? I think Sheila really made that happen, you right. know. And um, I'd written that part with just. You know, as you know, and I'm doing the it idea in the was new a show. celebrity. You just write X, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I I was kind of going for Jimmy Page when we started, and then we went down the road of a great legendary guitar players, and all of them kept either passing or we couldn't get to them. And I think Sheila said, "What about Dennis Hopper?" I'm like, 
what do you mean? Like, will he do it? Like, obviously, if we can get Dennis Hopper, and he was awesome, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I wasn't there that day. I, I, I'm bummed out. There were some times, too, where there would be these great cameos, but it's like, am I going to show up on my day off like a jerk? I'm like, hey, dude, uh, no, I'm not working today. I just want to uh, drive out 82 miles out to Malibu you know what? and say what's up. Joe Pesci showed up when his buddy I, had one line, I, and it was a male I, stripper, I, I, I regret, and it was awesome. I regret so. not coming to see uh, Dennis Hopper, and I regret not coming to see Eminem. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. Again, it's, it's the, the anxiety. The anxiety is lying to you. By the way, I went to, we went to uh, the Holiday Roads Light Show. By the way, thanks to Doug, teed me up with the guy. And so we'll explain to everybody what that is, because it is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, you know, you walk through. A, it's Calabasas. It's Calabasas. You walk through a park, and it's just a giant light it's show. All, it's all Christmas and Christmas. some minor Hanukkah decorations. Yeah, but it's very limited Hanukkah decorations. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one Hanukkah stand. There's one Hanukkah stand. stand. Or like, like setup, or one Hanukkah setup. I but, saw um, a big dreidel. But it, yeah, there was one giant dreidel with like little <laughs> dreidels around it. But for the most part. It was Christmas lights. It really is awesome, though. But it was um, fun. And 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 listen, granted, Kennedy's young. She's not going to remember it. But just the lights and everything. You can just see Did her. You? All right. Here, here's some, a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, everyone who lives in, in L.A., it's a great experience. You go, there's great food. You know what I had? Which I always, the lobster roll. I, I How'd lo- you know I had the lobster roll? I, I heard through our girlfriends that are best friends. <laughs> Jesus. That we I hate the that rolls. they're talking yeah. about us behind our back. Lobster but rolls. Maine, Cousins uh, Maine Lobster, which is, you know where it's from. It's from Shark Tank, which everything oh, I, I didn't do know is, that. I yeah, didn't know so that. Barbara made a deal with them on Shark Tank. But it's awesome. Make a hell I mean, of a lobster roll. It's a great lobster roll. The clam chowder is awesome. But oh, it's I, I ate my lobster roll. I was actually embarrassed. I turned around and everybody else was like on their second bite. I'm like, what, are you guys eating slow or am I eating fast? They were like, man, you inhaled that lobster roll. I love the Cousins Maine lobster roll. It's not big. I mean, I ate it in Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's like a, it's like a hot dog bun. It's yeah. like lobster roll and a hot dog bun. But it was awesome. But it was a great thing to do with, with family. And so it was what, what I wanted to ask, because Holly wrote, it's like, I guess it's it's kind of Griswold themed. Oh, I took a picture with the family truckster. Did you? you? Did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I Marty a, Moose, though, is there. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's actually a lot of, it's a fun fucking It's a night, great you know? thing to do. And all, and also, too, you don't have to go there with your with family, like little kids. You know, obviously the kids. Oh, you want to go with all the Irishmen and no, fucking I'm drink sa- it up? I'm saying you could go. You know, a bunch of dudes. Scotty, Scotty, take Stella to Holiday Roads, walk around, have a you know. No, oh, I glass thought you wine. were talking about you and Scotty going. No, 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 I, no. Yeah. So I don't. No, I don't think Scotty and I are going to look at Christmas lights. That would be minorly weird. And Hanukkah stuff. The, the one dreidel, the <laughs> giant dreidel. So, um, but it, it it is a fun night. So, what I wanted to ask because we were talking about this before we got on Connolly is a, a an actor who's going to be back in front of the camera soon, but he hates the freaking camera. So did you take, because we were talking about this, he ran into my ex-wife at Craig's the other night, and she was talking about all the videos I have of my kids and that you should get them. Did you get some good photos of Kennedy with the lights? Yeah, of stuff? course. Um, dude, we take we take lots of pictures. It's, it's not, it's not, I, I don't like the over, I don't I don't feel like every 10 feet we need to take a picture. I would prefer you want the to one get a couple one. pictures and then just like enjoy the moment of like the lights as You're opposed to like, I'm like to live in the moment, bro. Yeah, living in the moment. I, 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 appreciate that but i just want you to get everything every time she makes a sound steps you're gonna you. want it because and you're it right. goes so fast as you saw my well that's what, that's why up. i'm shooting video that's why like i'm 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 zulai takes enough pictures for five lifetimes right. i'm gonna be the video guy. but you do have a picture with the family truckster of course i have a picture but what 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 were we talking about that led us to holiday roads uh, you're the wrong guy to ask that. You're not gonna <laughs> certainly wasn't the Hanukkah, way, the but look, I don't know. <laughs> the look of blank stares across the room. So you spent some uh quality time with my ex-wife at Craig's. Is that what I'm I to understand? Scotty and, and I, neither of you told me, which is weird, but Scotty and I went to uh 
Craig's. You spend a lot of time with Scotty. You're like on the team together. But, you go to dinner together. It's it's well, like a, I went, out, went out for a Friday. But, but you know he's like debrief. he's like a 25 year old. You're like a 50 year old man. Yeah, it's weird. no, he it's definitely. By, by the way, when I'm going home, he's definitely like, all right, I'm. He's on his way out. I mean, we met for we met at Craig's at five o'clock. Right? I, I try to find Scotty the next day for a holiday uh, yeah. Hollywood Ways episode, and yeah. Scotty was nowhere to be yeah, found. Bro, he's, he, he disappears. You wish you could sleep like that, Scotty. What time do you sleep till on a Saturday? I'm up at 7 a.m., but I was down in Newport. That you just day. ignored the text message. <laughs> I did ignore two text messages. Jesus, yes. Jesus Christ. Christ. Because uh, he's like, I'm not driving up from Newport. Guy must right? be rich, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what are you doing in Newport, bro? Yeah. Um, I feel like I had another thought, but to, just to go back to the in memoriam thing, I just thought at this time of year, I don't know, I always like to kind of, it's something that I always think about. People get so excited about the new year, and I always think about people. You I like to be depressed. Not depressed. No, I, I just, hear you. you know, I'm an in memoriam like, guy, too, but. I, you, but you we had some great. We had some great guys. I wanted to hear about this whole night of you and my ex-wife. No, together. it wasn't a whole night. We you said I like saw, forty-five minutes. I you saw sat them at the table. sitting down at a table with you know twenty of her friends, and I. You just thought you'd sit with them. Yeah, with Scotty. No, Scotty went to another party. So that's what I'm saying. Scotty was like, "All right, I'm out." Scotty left, and I was going out the out the back way. Now, and, I, uh, you know, you know, I'm extremely tight with my ex-wife. She of course, lives, uh, three houses away, and she had whatever. great things to say about you. Why wouldn't she? But yeah, but yeah, well, my point is, is well, no, neither of you mentioned it to me, and I speak I, to both of you. Yeah, like, no, all that's the time. what I'm saying. I well, I meant to, I meant to mention it because she was saying such good things about you, like strangely, had good things to say about you. And she also said, you know, listen you to know, Doug. Most people say good things. Listen about to Doug when he's, you know, those videos are. It's basically the same thing you're saying. I think she basically said, listen to Doug, whatever he says, because he knows things, and and some and version of that. We'll wrap this up today because I'm telling you. You read the pages. You really didn't get the audience as excited as I know you are because last thing now, we really I are like going to wrap this up. I like to downplay it, yeah. I walked into the office yesterday into Action Park Media not knowing that I had to look out for a holdup trigger man we behind me. Scare you. But, but I walk in and Conley's got a glass office. So it's not that I snuck on him, but I well, walk. I you did. I look in and this man is sitting in a catatonic state, <laughs> staring out with the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he... It was probably 35 seconds where I just, I viewed him kind of like a zoo creature, like in, you know? In my natural habitat. Yeah, and, and then he looks over, and he knows what I'm thinking, <laughs> and he just starts laughing. What what are you so stressed about right now? Is it, I know you got a new child, you got a business running, but tell me specifically. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing a, you're getting held up. What, what else? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said that, like, I'm not a little, I think we all are here, a little on edge about what's happening in the, in the world around us. Yeah, baby. Christmas is here, the holidays. We're doing a, a fundraising round for Action Park, which requires a lot of work and a lot of legwork that I am new to, right? Yeah. So, like I've always told people, I, I can I can do 14 hours on a set standing on my head, but I've been exercising those muscles my entire life. This is a different muscle set. So, you're, so you, I just get- You got to get a deck ready and just, like present. Yeah, all that stuff. But I, I also then get the deck ready, but I don't really, do I really know exactly what this deck means? And, <laughs> and so much is based on projections and all these kinds of things. And I guess that that's the way it you is. You just got to project optimistically. But, right, just, but I'm saying like, you know, the fantasy football app projects that Stefan <laughs> Diggs is going to have 21 points, but guess what? I lost because he didn't get those 21 points. <laughs> well, you can't so predict you, that there was going to be wins. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's so. why they're called projections. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're putting this stuff together and, and you know, we're going we're so to raise you, money to, to take this company to the next level. Where did you project? Because Victory were, I guess we're close to 10 million downloads. Where, where did you project it out on the next year? What, what was that? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the truth is, you know, that a lot of the, you know, these contracts are, 
the thing is that we have the IP of victory here, right? But a lot of, a lot of these contracts are one-year deals. It's, I always tell people I can almost understand what agents or managers go through now because at the end of the day, you're on a one-year contract. Anybody can just up and leave, right? So I don't know if you guys are hearing this, but he's basically, even though he's wearing a weird hoodie right now, he's becoming a suit officially. Yeah, but you look at, you look at things differently and you go, okay, well you know, anybody that could just get up and walk out at any time, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to consider that, but, but that's okay because these decks are just projections, Yeah, you know? So <laughs> uh, that's what you just have to get used to it. Like you're putting in numbers based on projections, which is weird, but that's how it works. Right. Right. All right. Well, I wish you well with the raise. I hope it Thank means you. uh, you're going to give me more money, but right. um, notice how he didn't answer that. Right. So, right. but right. anyway, uh, I, this was, I thought this was good. Yeah. I mean, it Dylan, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I mean, you know, Dylan wouldn't have had much to say except about Chris Penn. Yeah. I think that would have been it. But if Dylan would have been. You don't think Dylan could add something on projections, bro? <laughs> no, but no, that's not true because Dylan knows nothing about current pop culture, but knows everything about. Yeah, the 70s. Right. D- Dylan will know every Sidney Pollock movie. Oh, every yeah. Chris Penn, Bruno Kirby. Dylan knows all that. Dylan just shame. doesn't know the current. Uh, we should have him call in. We can't even get him to call oh, in. Oh, huh? God. Him calling in and what, his phone? Like, we got to get another cameo. Like, what do you project for him next year? What, what, comes what are, in. How many episodes does Dylan do? Dylan's projections <laughs> for next year. All right. All right well, I enjoyed it. the episode. We'll be back. Look at me now. Look at me now. How? I'm getting paper. Look at me now. How? Look at me now.